All righty, well, let's get into it here. We got the RDN Roller Show back. I uh, got got Anth over there on the East Coast, as always. Do not know where he's at. I think that's a locker room at Nurk. So, yeah. uh, Anth, how's it going? Not too bad. Just chilling in Dahmer's basement as per usual. Uh, just got up to the rink. Excited to uh, jump back on the pod here. We got a lot of good topics today. So, we've been feeding to do this. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. No guests today. No guest, but... Uh, we're going to have a couple cool guests in the next three, four episodes that we're going to be releasing. I think we'll probably release two more in February um, that we have planned so far. Um, but yeah, we're going to, now that roller's back, more consistent action. We'll see probably try to do about two to three pods a month. Uh, obviously, it's hard having a full-time job on both ends. So uh, we're going to figure it out and we're going to bring that content for you guys though. Um, but you're at Narch Winners. I mean, basically like a month ago, almost seems like. But uh, I know you're working. You're doing uh, playing. Uh, how was everything? Yeah. It oh, it was... and before we get into that, yeah, how you've added to like your pro team lists of all the teams you played on. <laughs> I knew. So I knew, now, I knew what are you at? You've that. almost you're a suitcase and roller, right? Yeah, I I am the definition of a suitcase and roller. I think it's because I'm I'm just like older too, right? So like I just had more time in the scene. Maybe I don't know, but I knew you were gonna say that. I knew it was gonna come up here. Um, but but it, but to going back to Narch, like it was cool, like. I hadn't, I didn't get to go to Narch winners last year. So I always love going to Narch winners because it really does kick off the year. Um, it was a lot playing two divisions, um, doing the, trying to do as much as I can with the RDN stuff and then working for Narch as well. So it, it wound up being a whole thing. Um, my Airbnb experience was interesting. I was sending you some videos of it. It was super weird. Yeah. So weren't you uh, in somebody's like house, but you only had like a room in the house and you had to like yeah. enter a code to go into yeah. your room exactly so it was a shared space which i didn't i didn't know but basically long story short i had another place and the ladies you didn't like, hey, see on the airbnb thing like usually well, it tells you private room or it, what it does it does but i originally had my own space and then apparently the person who was staying there extended their stay so i guess they got like first dibs on it so she switched me to a new place like a day before and i was like at this point i'm just gonna roll with it it wasn't bad. Like the room was nice. Um, like a bunch of the guys I was showing, they were cracking up, but I was next to the kitchen and like whoever was staying there kept like making stir fry at like 1 a.m. So like I'd be trying to sleep because I'm getting up like 6 a.m. to go work the tourney and like smelling like onions and garlic. And I'm like, what the what's going on here? Like I messaged the lady, I was like, Are there other people here? I had no clue, right? It was it was super interesting. There were never lights on in the house. It was like really weird spot, but it was an HB, like it was nice to be close to the rank and stuff, but the tournament overall actually wound up running really smoothly as far as like the moisture and stuff goes. They've had issues with that in the past. We only had like one little delay, but it was only like 30 minutes. So it actually didn't, those guys were busting their ass at the rank to get that place dry. So it wasn't until like the last day that we really had like any kind of um, issues with that. But uh, overall the pro division gave us a great final as per usual. Um, we were able to get that stream. Um, the women's final was really awesome as well. We streamed that. So overall, like of those two top divisions, a lot of good competitive hockey. As you mentioned, I skated with the Skittles. So first time playing with them and really cool dudes. They were really nice to me, treated me well, always offering to bring stuff to the rink and, you know, food, drinks, whatever it was. So um, I did appreciate that from those guys. And then got to do some things I like doing in Cali. So eat some good food and that was pretty much it but it was uh overall just a good feeling and last one before the kid comes so there we uh, go big roller dad coming here yeah so so it was good to like get that out of the way i think kimmy was like 
go do it. Like get it out of your system before this kid comes. So absolutely. Yeah, overall pretty awesome. It's unreal to hear. Well, hold on. You know, before we get into the uh, whole entire uh, Narch, you know, yeah. I don't I don't want to pause in the middle of Narch. But if people haven't noticed, VO's army uh, link in our bio, uh, GoFundMe, or you can support him through uh, buying clothes and stuff. So all proceeds do go to him. We're going to get into VO right after this. Um, a little Narch talk um and kind of go over you know i'm sure you guys saw the posts and everything so but we'll give a little more description for the people that might not know yeah and playing four vo in 30s at narch was like now is like thinking about it in like hindsight super special because he had told us that 30s was like one of the one divisions he wanted to win so winning as the road runners right we're hockey mutt road runners whatever you want to call it but winning for him him getting to have that trophy bring that home and like have that you know is feel so much more special now. Like, yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty awesome. Um, 30 and over that is kind of like a wagon division. There's, there's, there's a lot of telling, you know, a lot of pro guys now over thirties. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of people playing in there, uh, still playing thirties. Yeah, it's a, it's a good division, but you guys, I th- I'm not surprised. I guess I am surprised you guys won, you know, just because it's kind of like a thrown together team from the East coast, you know, had you marker Jackson, um, yeah. But then you added a couple guys from Cali. Yeah. I was like, oh, they'll probably compete. A good team. But you guys fucking won. And that was sick. Yeah. I mean, the team we played, Buzz had the Noak brothers on there. They had Olinger. Like, they had a really good squad. Yeah. I think, like, it was one of those things where we kind of, like, we were thrown together, like, last minute. But it actually went up working. Like, we had a bunch of guys from California like Eric Rivas, uh, Eric Torres, like a bunch of random people from all over to come together. And we put together the team. And then Stavi was just like, he Stavi. was like, got to give him credit. He like, he played sick in the semifinal game where we played uh, the Golden Knights Academy team. And they had a couple of the pure Maple pro guys on there. They had Hammond. So they had a good team too. Um, it was weird though, just because like of the scheduling and stuff where round Robin was like a, like mishmash of like just like some teams you'd have we played a game with three guys like the one game like you know and uh but once it got to playoffs everybody was pretty loaded so it was definitely it's it's a battle of a division man i feel like i took more wear and tear in that division than i did like playing pro you know so um but yeah but there was a lot of good i mean honestly like one of the things that you never really get to see when you're just playing and you're actually when you're running the tournament you get to see a lot of the youth divisions too and how like pump these kids are and the parents and how many we did a couple of just like random live streams jumping in on a couple like 14 new games and things like that and crowds going nuts a lot of people were watching too which was cool i think that's the beauty of irvine is like you have casey and Corey next to each other you could kind of toggle between ranks so yeah. if there's a game you could run over real quick, go watch that overtime and stuff like that so uh, a lot of good youth hockey there too and i was super surprised at some of these kids there was like a I want to say a 10 year old playing in like 14 U and the kid was disgusting and got like MVP. Like That's he was sick. He was on Eton's team on the dangle dojo team. I forget. His Go name. figure. <laughs> yeah. He was gross though. Like in tearing it up in like a couple age groups older than him. So um, again, overall, just good vibe of the tournament. Um, you know, so Lionel was awesome. He was Lionel. He was taking like a lot of pictures and videos of me. I was like, dude, get me off the camera. Like, I want to be on camera. I'm like six in the morning. He's got like the camera in my face, but he's he's awesome, dude. He loves, loves, loves roller hockey too. Like you could just tell his passion for sports unmatched. So yeah, I think uh a lot of those people probably stay at the rink is because they don't want to lose their parking spot. The place yeah. I would say like too. might be the, 
the smallest parking lot for how many people go there. Yeah, you know? it is. Uh, but is what it is. What are you going to do? It's California, right? Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Um, but to your point with the youth divisions, I think like when I was growing up, obviously, like I'm not going to, you know, I think a lot of kids like 16s, like 18s do. But 16s and 14s kind of don't really pay attention to pro, to be honest, like because they're just like kind of more just in like what's going on with them and stuff. Because um, I didn't start, I don't think, paying attention to pro until like 18. You know, I was like, oh, like, that's cool. Like, yeah. but I was just so interested, like, in our division and like a year older, you know, I'm a 91. So I was interested in like, oh, like the 90s, the 91s, the 92s, the 89s and stuff. And then when you started seeing those guys play pro, that's when you kind of started paying attention. You're like, oh, like, what? The- this is pro. So, yeah, um, it is. It is different. But the youth like and the parents like they're just they're so hard into it and whenever i worked for state wars you know i would always try to catch like the youth games like particular 16s and 14s because that's when you see like players break out like that's when you're like okay this kid's gonna be filthy and they're actually throwing some like filthy moves you'll see like 10 and under 12 and under and 8 and unders do that too like that kid from on the snipers and uh is it like nash uh you know what i'm talking about uh I forget his name. I think it's his first name, right? Is Nash something? Yeah, Nash something. Plays for yeah, the snipers. He's, he's disgusting. Yeah, <laughs> he scores he's so many goals. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of like it's fun to watch that at that youth level. Cause you see, like, oh, this I'm muted myself. This kid has like, you know, potential and stuff. So um yeah, yeah no, it's uh I love watching the youth. Just and, you know. and- and to the parents too, like a lot of these parents are just like managers of the team, right? Making sure they and they're it. crazy as shit. Yeah, yeah um, it just makes yeah. it even funner to watch. Like, yeah, they're like so into it. Like you have yeah. the mom coming up with like these clipboards and rosters, and you can like, imagine what you're gonna be like in like eight years, Jesus oh, Christ, man. I, dude. I was looking at it. We <laughs> there's like even dude, this is just crazy in general. Um, even at the rink, like there was a bunch of people I spoke with, like all having kids this year, right? Just like dude, everyone in- has a kid, like <laughs> it's crazy. It, we're at that age, you know. Nuts. It's like, but like, yeah, I was talking to um like Vestig, like all these guys having kids. I'm like, bro, this is like wild that everyone's having like these 2024 kids. So watch out in like 10 years, man. This that that 2024 birth year. I'm predicting it now. We'll follow up in 10 years from now. It's gonna be I a mean year. Every player on my team, you know, like Townsy, Joy, yeah, right. uh, you know, like Piz, all of them have kids around this age. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so Dude, gonna, the, the dogs are going to be nasty. The little pups, they're going to be. Yeah, nasty. we got the pup, the, the demon pups uh, rolling. Um, well, yeah, March, you know, I think it's March sets off the winter nationals roll, you know, just sets off roller for the year, uh, kind of like, you know, the vibe and everything. And then we slowly start getting into it with different uh, events. Um, and then I think, you know, truly April is when you see it start picking up a hardcore because a lot of more now ice players are going to start playing and stuff. So, um, you know, it is the start of the year. Um, but Ant, I want you to in particular kind of get into the uh, you know, the GoFundMe for VO and, yeah. uh, you know, the VO's army kind of, um, you don't have to like, yeah, can we'll break see. down everything, but yeah. So if you kind of want to inform people what it's about and everything and what happened to VO and how he's doing. Yeah. So VO is, is doing better, which is the, the positive thing out of it all. Right. At the end of the day, you know, the community is showing its support and its strength. I think like we talked about it, like watching that GoFundMe just climb, climb, climb. That's so cool. And yeah, and, you know, VO obviously was sick and, you know, obviously doing a lot better now too. watching not just guys from like the Roadrunners community, but I have guys at my rink who played for VO when they were in like AU who really aren't in the tournament scene anymore. 
they've bought hoodies and things like that. So there's a few ways to support. You can go and buy apparel um, from the link, obviously you mentioned in the, in uh, our bio, or you can go to the GoFundMe and you could donate uh, that way as well. I mean, I saw some serious donations in there, which is just great because he's a guy who's been around the sport for as, as long as I remember, right. Growing up playing. And not only that, he dedicates a lot of time. Like that guy was showing up at the rink the same time I was pretty much every day and leaving pretty much the same time I was every day too. So you're talking like 10, 12 hours dedicated to the rink, um, whether it's coaching, whether it's, you know, getting his forms and registration into he's a guy who you want to see, you know, you want to go talk to at the rink, you want to see at the rink and, you know, sit down and chat with them for five minutes. So it's just great seeing the community really, really support this cause. And, you know, it's sad, obviously. It's like one of those things where when you heard it and we talked about it, it's like, fuck, man, like that blows. And yeah. now that you're doing better, like you're you're feeling so much better about the situation. But, you know, obviously, if you haven't yet, please support the cause. Um, VO's Army is is going to be great for not only him, his family, everybody surrounding him. Um, so, you know, obviously just go and support it. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and like you said, he's like showing up 6 30 7 a.m to coach teams doesn't leave probably till 12 you know a.m uh coaching teams but and he's at every event during the summer he's all yeah. over the place and i think everybody here knows everybody knows in the roller hockey you know there's there's not a lot of money in roller hockey at all and it's not like these yeah. guys are being paid coaches are being paid um you know most of it's coming out of like their own pocket and you know fu fundraising and doing it their own way so um, you know, it's somebody that you, like you said, is, um, very heavily involved in the roller hockey community that is always giving back. Um, and I think, you know, people don't realize how much coaches give just to, you know, their time and effort and, you know, they could have a totally different life and do what they, you know, something else, but they, they decided to give back. And I think, you know, it's, it's huge. So yeah, yeah. if you haven't, like Ann said, support, you know, repost anything like that, it, it, it's huge and it just gets more eyes on it. So um, yeah, yeah. Like looking at it, I mean, the, you know, the goal is to get to 50,000. We're at 47,120. Uh, so right there. Yeah. And that was what within two weeks. So, you know, because of his uh, disease, it's Legionnaire's disease. So it's a, it is a serious thing. So obviously, you know, all the support, you know, money aside, like just the support of, you know, maybe just reaching out, you know, talking, finding out more information, seeing how you could help in other ways too. any kind of support helps, right? If you don't have the money, that's fine, but doing whatever you can to help support the cause is obviously going to be huge for the, uh, for, for him. And, and it's great for our community as well. Kind of bringing everyone together. Absolutely. Alrighty. Well, let's, uh, let's get on to the next topic. Uh, I kind of wanted to, uh, want to talk wheels. I know that's weird, but we made a post about a week ago, uh, you know, it was like wheel and Wednesday or whatever, just like all different types of wheels that are out now. And I kind of like truly believe now in roller hockey, the wheel game's never been better. A lot of people are like, no. And they started like listing all these different ones. Like, dude, technology has gotten so much better. These wheels have gotten stronger. These wheels have gotten way better. It's, you know, the wheel game's better than it's ever been. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, and you just have so many different options, you know, um, you know, you get from Connex to the Labeda to the new Concord wheels to the cha to, uh, champion wheels. So all these um, all these different ones, rink rats and stuff. So I think it's a really cool, like all these different options. They all have their different like grip and fill. Uh, I know Connex has a different type of new wheel coming out that I like um, is like the Connex Comet. Um, so I kind of want to I'm going to go into on two different wheels. OK, just because I've used yeah. these wheels in the last two weeks. And so is another player on my team, uh, Phelps. Um, we we're kind of just like talking about them. So 
Uh, first, I got two con a Conex wheels, uh, the Tash, not the Tashions, the, the Pulsars, the pink ones. Yep. And then they had these Conex Comets. And pretty, they're, I think they're a sick looking uh, wheel too. So picked them up from Hockey Monkey, hit up Boyo. I was like, Boyo, what's up with the wheels? These are sick, you know? And he's like, oh, he's like, yeah, we kind of started selling them. I think it was out of Irvine um, during Winter Nationals. Um, and just kind of came gave the background on like the wheel and stuff. And it's a, I think it's, you know, price point right around uh, the Pulsar wheel. Um, yeah. So I used them for like two weeks, did great and everything. Um, Phelps didn't have wheels. Um, and I just... <clears throat> Got some wheels. Rink Rat saw that post. Rink's like, Rink Rat's like, yo, try these new ones out. So Rink Rat sent us some wheels. Oh, I was nice. like, all right, we'll try uh, we'll try them. So I gave Phelps the Conex wheels, and Phelps used them for the four games. Phelps always used Conex wheels, so it's not like he doesn't. And yeah. Phelps, he, you know, he's he thought those new Conex comments were, you know, unreal, did great and everything. So I, so I thought that was pretty sick. Rink Rat's. I think ring rats are sick. They like they're different feel than like a Conex or a Labeda. And I I've noticed a Labeda, I get like a lot more grip on it than others. Right. Um, certain wheels last longer. Like I love Conex because I feel like those last like super long as well, too. Um, but ring rat has this different feel, which I absolutely love. It was a different a definitely a different feel than the a Conex wheel and a Labeda wheel, but it was uh, you know, I, I just think do you have tricksters or uh, the true identities, the new oh, ones. True identity, and I just new, think yeah, like yeah. from Labeda to Conix to like, you can't go wrong with wheels right now. You know, like they're all like, just like so good. Obviously they all look clean. Um, They're just, I don't know. Wheels are just like the best right now than they've ever been. And, yeah. you know, you're kind of like spoiled <laughs> right now with the wheel game with how many different ones. Now you look at champion coming out. There's a couple ones uh in Europe and then you have Concord as well too. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a, uh, you know, what's funny is, um, you know, I was looking at the post that we put up, right? And, um, and like, going back and looking at it, what was your, like, favorite wheel from back in the day? Like, I was a Mr. St like Mr. Sticky guy. Like, yeah, Mr. I was, Sticky, I think, was my favorite wheel, 100%. Like, those wheels back in the day. Yeah, like, growing up, I think Mr. Sticky was for sure, like, my... Uh... My favorite like, wheel. It was just because, star, like, some yeah. Well, the Mister Stickies there. they had the red ones, and then I think yeah. it was like the yellow ones. I want to say, yeah. um, I and I love yeah, one or the two. They really yeah. released them, like not too long ago, like a couple years ago or something. I remember, but yeah, um, the red ones were the best. I liked, um, and then when I would say like I loved the Labeda Addictions. Uh, those yeah. were like really huge when Classic. I was growing up, um, and Rink Rat Splits. Rink Rat Splits used those a lot too. For sec um i'm trying to think like what other i knew like people used red star i never really used red star too much yeah i think they just came like on i think it was the nike skate came with red star because they used to have, i like, think red, red star was a chassis though yeah, wasn't it, it chassis like, on there too yeah yeah so. um but yeah wheels you do like i remember back in the day like mr stickies were just what i did because i i remember playing hockey in north carolina and one of the rinks was a wooden rink so there's mr stickies which is like the best clutch dude, dude clutch well, um, like, but so like now kind of like changing the, uh, changing the idea a little bit, like, you know, with the new wheels out on the market, you have the still mat one that just came out a couple of weeks ago. I do have some information on that. You have the Concord, uh, the Dussault, which I believe is a French wheel, right? Um, um yes, no, yeah. I, it I think it's a, a wheel from Spain. I want to say, okay. um, gotcha. I can, we can, I can double check, but yes. Yeah. And then you have the new champion, which, you know, 
give credit to champion. They went through some struggles in the beginning with like figuring out the wheel game, but it looks like they've, you know, they're releasing a new wheel. And I've had a couple guys on the East coast that have tried it out and said, it's like night and day compared to like the original release of their wheels, but the still mat wheel, I wanted to like kind of talk about that real quick. Um, with the still mat wheel, from what I understand, it's really going to be for like the Czech national teams. I don't know if it's going to go full retail yet. This is the information that I got a couple days ago, actually, um, from someone pretty close to it. Um, so I'm not sure if it's eventually there you go, Stanley. Um, I'm not sure if it's eventually going to go like retail, but I know that I told you this information, Ants. Uh, can I drop names? I could, Hosa, my boy Hosa. Yeah, do I let you drop yeah. names? Right. It's no, the right. Roller Dad News Pod, the biggest roller hockey podcast in the world, buddy. My bad, my bad. I forgot. Uh, yeah, Hosa told me that a lot of the Czech guys are trying them out now. So, yeah. um, I I assume it's going to be a, a wheel kind of designed for the still mat floor to perform best on, just like they make their own pucks, right? That performs best on the still mat floor. So going to be interesting because we're getting a still mat at our rink here. So I'd be interested to see, um, you know, maybe snagging, snagging a set and seeing how they feel. But, you know, obviously one of the big ones that came out over the summer and we did the interview with Rob on it's the, the pink wheels from Labeda as well. There is not out though yet still. Yeah. Not out yet. They're still like in the R and D phase. I think, you know, just from like, you know, experience that Rob's had in the past. Like he just wants to nail it. He doesn't want there to be any issues when it comes, you know, to retail. So I think they're really just taking their time. There's no rush. There's a ton of guys skating on it. When I was out there at Narch, there were kids, you know, men's silver guys, 40 plus guys. A lot of people are skating on the wheel. So I think he just wants to nail it. So when they do release it, because remember, it's got a little different of a technology with the spacer on the outside. You know, there's a lot of things, moving parts going on there. I think they just want to now. So that's another one that's going to be, you know, an up and coming wheel on the market, even though Lebeda's, you know, been around forever. But, um, you know, like you said, it's all preference. Like you like yeah. the identities. You never skated on rink rat before and you put them on and you like them. So yeah, like I've never, I never skated on rink rat. Um, and I'm not the best hockey player in the world. Um, but grind, dude. you're like grind. a Brad um, out there. Yeah. I mean, you know, you just got to switch from, you know, when you're bored with playing goalie, you just want to do something else. Yeah. You're um, telling me. So yeah, no, I loved, I like the rink rats, you know, I've, I've used, I'm pretty much, I use Connex a lot. That's all we've kind of like what I've used. And, uh, Phelps was like, we're about to go into our games this over the weekend. And he his, dude, his wheels look like they're dead. And he's like, dude, I need new wheels so bad. And I had those Connexes. I was like, dude, I'm trying these. Cause I just wanted to see what these were like gave it to him and he's like uh he loved them i mean he's yeah. a conics guy he's played for conics yeah. so he's he loves those wheels he, but the new wheels in particular you know he he liked so which was, he seems like a guy that could like show up to like one of your pie hog games with like outdoor wheels and he'd be like yeah it's all right like i'll just play you know what i mean he just seems like that's dude that's townsy that's yeah. what that's what oh, townsy is 100 you handed him a stick that he'd never used before and he went out and had like two with it you know like he's definitely that dude that dude's a he's a mutant with he's that a specimen kind of stuff, dude but, yeah he is but he um but yeah i mean with the wheel market i mean there's so many different choices i think like you said what it comes down to is ultimately what you feel is best do you want something that has a little more grip do you want something that has a little more speed um you know i've been skating on the new labetas for for quite some time now i tried the concord wheels out uh out at narch and tried them a little bit back here as well they have a really good spin and rotation to it because it's got that metal hub so that's a that's another like i guess it's an older technology they're kind of trying to bring back to life but um but that's that's another player that's on the market so there's a lot of a lot of options for kids now so it's going to make it competitive but uh but at the end of the day you're always going to have something 
that you're going to like, which is awesome. Cause you could be, you know, like, just like guys have different hollows in ice hockey roller guys have different wheels that they like. Yeah. You, you always have a preference to, you know, what, what you like in particular and everything. Um, so yeah, I, like I said, can't go wrong with wheels right now. I think, I think every wheel yeah. is a, is, you know, pretty awesome. It's just, yeah, but it, everyone has a preference, you know, everyone in yeah. particular. Um, so, um, all right, well, Kind of one other thing I want I want to get into, not one other. We have a couple other things we're going to get into. But um, Team USA, I know we've been releasing some information about USARS. I know we've had a couple new um, faces in coaching and stuff. Um, so first, let's go over the new coaching staff, I guess you could say, or just the uh, the people involved in Team USA, which, uh, you know, this is just other than like double IHF because we don't have that enroller anymore. Um, you know, USARS moving forward is the, uh, you know, the primary team USA of USA. Um, yeah. And with that, you know, you're going to have to start building your coaching staff and building your program and different things like that. I know you, we released a video or not a video, but a podcast with uh, Charlie, not Charlie, yeah. Charlie, 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 Cigarillo. Uh, um, and, you know, we we're talking just about USA, USA uh, hockey and going forward in the future and everything. So, um <laughs> I wanted to go over the coaches first, like, you know, it's, yes. um, and then we'll get into something, some fun talk I want the to talk about before we post it. Um, so Team USA coaches, uh, you know, returning from last year, uh, Tim McManus, head coach, uh, Greg Thompson, assistant coach, and then uh, Dan Maxwell will be a, the assistant coach as well, too. Um, and then now for your senior women's, you're going to have Shane Arsenal, which I think is a huge pickup for a coach for them. He already coaches yeah. the Ringster team, so that is huge. Um, Lisa Zuba as assistant coach, and Celeste, I'm going to mess her last name up, and I don't want to. Loyetho? Close enough, yeah. Sorry. Loyetho. Loyetho. Yeah, it's, it's close. Um, that's a great senior women's coaching staff as well, oh, too, yeah. um, from head to toe. Um, I mean, you got uh, experience in there, and then Shane Arsenal, you know, exper experience with coaching the um, – you know, coaching the women's team. Um, and then Celeste, you know, has been playing team USA for, you know, how long. So, yep. uh, great coaching staff. Um, and then you get the junior men's. I, I, I love this junior men's coaching staff. I think this is a strong, uh, coaching yeah. staff for the junior men's, um, you know, with the senior men's yeah, Tim and Greg one, two combo, unbelievable. Uh, you know, that, that is something where, you know, they, you know, they've been coaching that team for the last, you know, three, four, you know, as head coach and assistant coach, yep. uh, four years, I think. And, um, uh, you know, just great success, but now, you know, with junior men's, you're going to have Darren Goodwin head coach. Um, you're going to have Dan Maxwell assistant coach, and they're also going to have VO as an assistant coach. Um, yep. one thing that I do love about this roster, this, uh, junior men's is, you know, you got California based and you got New York based, uh, you know, you kind of got eyes in both areas and just a feel on it. Um, one thing that I do love about USA is, you know, it's just you have State Wars and Narch. You know, it's, you know, State Wars and Narch tours two you know, three biggest tournaments here in North America. Well, now you got two of the head coaches, you know, involved in that is huge. I think it's huge for the game. I think yeah. it just get you have eyes now at your tournament and they're going to be able to see that. So I think that's huge for team USA and you know, everyone involved for recruiting wise. And yep. Hey, now if you want to like get, you know, other than I know they're going to do different things with team USA with camps and stuff, but Hey, now if you want to get your eyes, you know, in front of them, <laughs> show out and play good at their tournaments, go exactly. to their tournaments, you know? And I think that's exactly. huge. And I think that's good for the overall game of roller, which is huge. Um, and then let's get into junior women's. Okay. 
Uh, junior women's is also, I think a great, uh, a great coaching staff as well too. Um, Alex Morrison head coach. I know he's been a head coach with the junior women's for, uh, yeah, forever. Um, Charlotte Nicholson and then, uh, Laura Verhantra. Um, great app. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't think I need, you know, <laughs> Laura is pretty much, you know, I don't know what, what more I can say about Laura, you know, one of the, uh, best cool. hockey players in the world in, in women's, you know, oh, inline yeah. hockey, um, you know, her experience, she's played for team USA for forever as well too. Um, yeah. and I think a lot of women players look up to her. Uh, she is a great, you know, a role model in that way as well too. On, so, and, I, yeah, on and off the ring. Uh, like, exactly. And I yeah. think, uh, having all these people involved in team USA at, every single team or, you know, the head coach on every team, you got leaders in, in everywhere. So I think that's huge. What you said it earlier, which I think is cool. Like each staff has an East coast, West coast representation. Um, and you, and you literally, I, I, I really don't have much more to say about it because you literally nailed the same, but, um, but I think one of the main, main um, agendas pretty much is to use, these tournaments as a gateway into team USA. So like you had mentioned, there's going to be camps, there's going to be skates, you know, things like that. ID skates, things like that to get eyes on players. And I think really what you're looking at is probably, we always focus a lot on the senior men and senior women because they are the top tier um, at their, at their sport, but the juniors really where you're going to see it kind of grow because it's wide open at this point with, Darren being a new coach in there, Dan and, and Vio, Maxwell and Vio had it, you know, last year. So they have their kind of core guys there, but having Darren now is going to be another person to throw into that mix. And then having someone like Laura, who's a new uh, coach for the junior women, she does all those clinics and stuff like that out at, in California. Right. So she's going to be someone who's boots on the ground, heavily involved in the recruiting aspect uh, for Team USA. And now that it's like, a, a, I think what they're really trying to follow is the U.S. National Development Program for ice hockey, kind of the same thing where you're identifying play, players early and only just identifying them early, keeping them in the system, right? So, um, you know, it's 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 pretty nice that they're they're going to have some uh, some new faces in there, right? And even like adding Dan Maxwell to the senior coach, right? That's another set of eyes in California where, you know, obviously at the pro level for the senior men, you're seeing a lot of these guys in all the tournaments, right? And the ones that are playing ice hockey, you know that they're competing at their highest level in ice hockey or at some of the highest levels in ice hockey anyway. So, um, so it's, it's a great coaching staff. Um, as far as like, you know, you know, people maybe to, to look out for, I would say like, you know, for, for the men's side of things, you had a couple guys um, from, you know, from the last uh, tournament at the World Skate Games, guys like Del Morte had an unreal tournament. Um, both the Moonies played unbelievable as well to add into that mix. A couple of younger faces as well. Joey, you know, D has played a couple tournaments now, but he's someone who's still new to the program and things like that. And then on the senior women's side, I think one of the biggest things is having Shane Arsenal there. Um, I played, you know, being played for him with the Skittles and everything like that. Like he's someone who's super direct and super to the point, but he's also a no BS type of guy. I I think he's truly going to bridge that gap um, from some of those girls who haven't been playing in the senior women's team to now coming back and playing for that senior women's squad. So I think he's going to be a huge ad because he's very straight into the point, no BS type of guy. If you want to play, you're going to play. And if you're going to try hard and you're going to give it your all, you're going to see your minutes and everything like that. So I think he's a good, like firm, but fair type of coach for that team. Yeah. I think you're uh, completely right. Give me one second. I need to yeah. do something for our, uh, for 
go for technical difficulty. We don't have Yams here, our, our CTO. <laughs> All right. You send a new one. Give me one second. Boom, we're ready to go. All right, sorry for the technical difficulties, guys. Um, we had the wrong payment uh, information on our Zoom account, so we just had to change that. So this uh, this show is sponsored by Wells Fargo. It's presented by Wells Fargo. If you need any, you know, any banking or anything, Wells Fargo is awesome. Just you know, just say hey, Roller Dad News sent you guys. So yeah, this by Roller Dad News. Uh, but we're back in action. Apologize for it. Um, but Team USA, I, I wanted to, like you were talking about, De La Morte, you know, players that kind of have made a name for themselves um, with that in particular. Uh, one, I wanted to hear, who would you like to see on Team USA this year? Maybe that is, wasn't on the last World Games, you know, the um, the roster. Yeah, so the last, like, World Skate Games was a little different because we were, when we went, it was in September, which is unlike, most world game events right this year it's gonna be in september again right but um but it's one of those things where a lot of the guys who are typically on the team were playing in their ice hockey seasons um i we talked about it when we interviewed him and i mentioned him a little bit ago i think della you know obviously he's got a new job and he's probably focusing on his career a little bit too but i thought he was someone who really really stood out uh was del morte and we talked about it when we interviewed him a while back like last year like you're going to be on that team one year and I think he's probably the one that stood out the most during the tournament because he just scores. The kid, he looks goofy when he skates. He doesn't pick his feet off the ground. He's like that guy. But, like, he, the kid scores, you know. And and I think the Moonies have made a really good name for themselves. Um, the goaltending one's going to be interesting as well because we had Clay and Keith, who neither of them – well, Clay played uh, um, in years prior but kind of made his way back into the mix with things. So Clay and Keith, that's going to be an interesting kind of – dynamically with the goaltending situation as well because you had chinny and reds before now you know reds was always a double eyes guy too um so now that usars is the kind of the sanctioning body and everything um it's gonna be an interesting interesting log jam in net and they haven't we haven't come up yet with how they're going to be selecting those teams i think with that the, that team specifically it's going to be a, a selection process or right? it's based off of some of the tournaments but um, yeah, kind of like a long way around it. I think, uh, I think Dell is kind of the guy that I would like to see continue along that path and keep going because he's young and he's still got plenty of years to play and the kid just scores. And in those tournaments, smaller nets and everything, scoring is a premium. And that kid put up a lot of points in that tournament. Dude, he's uh he's auto, man. That kid can score from wherever. Um, yeah. And one thing we are going to do, we are going to be having a podcast with some, uh, you know, two big names, uh, that are coaches in team USA, um, we're just going to leave it at that. Cause I think I want to, it'll be kind of more of a, you know, a surprise pod, but it is, you know, it's going to be more one of the, uh, a bigger and special pod. A little so teaser, yeah. yeah, a little teaser there, but I can tell you they're uh, probably one of the, the, 
we've mentioned it. We just probably dropped their names already. Um, but we're going to bring them on, talk about Team USA and kind of the future as well, too, and get their insight and stuff. And I think that's going to be it's going to be great insight as well, too. Um, yeah. I, I did like what you said about Della. I think he, uh, you know, he has a career. I know he, I believe he's a police officer now, right? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So uh, great guy, you know, support, support the blue. Um, sure. But yeah, I that is hard, you know, having a career now and playing roller hockey and having to get off, you know, decide, Hey, I think it's in Italy now or car. Um, it's in Italy next year in September. Or yeah. This year in September. Yeah. yeah so yep. it's, it, you got to make, you know, it's, it's a tough decision, but you know, um, if he was, if he could go, I think that is a player that absolutely deserves it as well too. Um, yeah. but one player, you know, I would like to see kind of make his way back on a team USA, or I would love to see a camp like they did at double eyes. They used to do it here in Lakewood, Colorado every year. And it's like, there's some, if you guys just go on to YouTube and just search team they USA in my camp, you'll see it, you know, it like Yoder, like yeah, I remember Taylor Kane, like dude, Joey Dorn was disgusting at one. Uh, he was on that team. Uh, yeah. There's just so many players that came to this camp and they did a whole dot, like a little labated, a little behind the scenes documentary yeah, about it. And it was stupid. really cool. And they were like battles. It was like it was insane, like intense. Yeah, and I I love and I remember. I'm pretty sure Dwyer got invited to that one of those say, one yeah. year. He was you know in college, and I think that's uh that would be really cool to see again. Obviously, it is kind of hard, um, but you know without that backing of double eyes and the you know obviously USA hockey, but it is something that would be cool to see because there are a lot of players that I think do deserve it. They just need their eyes on it. And I'm just going to give one, you know, uh, there's this kid, Jake Townsy, uh, Townsend. The kid is a, an animal. Um, you know, one of the, uh, obviously he it takes won. a team, you know, he, yeah. he's played, um, UMass Lowell went to Linwood play, uh, Linwood and ice, but you know, it'd be cool to see a player like that get a chance or, you know, just a lot of players that, um, do deserve chances in other areas, you know, even goalie goalie wise for different players as well too. It'd be, to think of those four goalies to have a goaltending battle. Are you kidding me? Yeah, that's intense. Are, like, wouldn't that be just the coolest thing to watch? And how did so many people would watch that camp, you know? So I think say. that would be a very interesting thing if they ever did decide to do that. Cause I would yeah, love to see, cool. I love to yeah. see battles East coast, West coast. Um, you know, and obviously you might, you know, if some of the ice players can make it, that would be awesome. Um, one other player, I love his game, Spezia. That would be a, a you know, and I know it is hard with the ice and you know different yep. timing, but like you know, Spezia was a player that was always on that double eyes. That dude, his speed is insane. You Where know, it's is so fluid, man. Yeah. So, um, to your point, like we talked about it, you know, a while back before um, the World Games. Like Garrett Ross was a guy that we mentioned all the time. Like that guy deserves to be on the team, and then boom, he gets on the team. Not a big deal. But um, I think the biggest challenge is just going to be the timing because it is in September again. So ice hockey is full, you know, full go. Right. So it's going to be probably more of the pure roller hockey guys. Um, but that's the same thing with like a think about like um, like Blake Bennett, dude, that kid is another one who just scores, you know? Yeah. And he just, oh, just dude, 100 percent. Like, yeah. And like. That would be awesome to see, you know, like get a chance just to be able to see. So, you know, when we bring on the two uh, two guys, talk to them, maybe we can bend their ear about this and see how we can uh, get that to happen because I think that would be maybe, pretty cool. Maybe Wells Fargo will sponsor a mini. Yeah, Wells Fargo is a sponsor of this pod. <laughs> so if you don't use Wells Fargo, nothing. Um, all righty. So moving on, I think we can talk to a little about, you know, like oh, what, oh my God. Team USA projections. Um, moving on to the next one on the list 
ding european roller hockey uh let's talk about the spain league and the uh france league i don't know what's happened to the italy league it's kind of just like fallen i'm really not too sure i know wakefield gives you know a little bit of info but you know i saw uh yakup and our boy um he plays you know some games with him he's playing heavy ice killing it in ice over there yeah he is i just it's just there's some teams that are just not in it anymore. I know Siggy moved over to Rattel, um, now in France as well. So, well, um, his name's Andrea Delfino. He plays on Verzone now too. He was, you know, from Italy. So yeah. it's kind of weird to like, you know, if any Italian players, any Italy players, if you want to come on the pod and kind of let us know, or to, you know, explain what happened or what's going on, we love to hear it. Cause we're kind of, you know, we just, we don't know what happened. That yeah. League. I mean, to your point, like because of what I think it is, I don't want to call it a salary cap, but it's basically like a cap on imports, I guess. Is basically, yeah, but what... one team folded a whole entire yeah. team folded, and that was like the best team. Yeah, <laughs> it always had like AMAC played with them, Siggy played with them, and then the team just is like gone, gone. Yeah, it's it's weird. I mean, I and I was watching, uh, it was Asiago versus Milano uh, a couple weeks ago. Um, and I was watching that game and there's still good players in there. Like, um, oh, I can't think of his name off the top of my Joey Strada. He's playing them. Yeah, dude, Joey Strada lights that league up. He's throwing some, dude, he's, over he's there like a little rat kids. out there, dude. That yeah. is like his game. Like over there seems like perfect. It's like Marshawn of that league, dude. He is. Dude, he looks more... like him when he skates too. It's weird. <laughs> yeah. I was watching that the other day, but, but I think with all that being said, you know, hopefully we can get some more information about what's going on, but it's only made the, the league elite like stronger, right. Dude. At the end of the day, like and the Spain are, league, dude, the Spain yeah. league, I, you know, let's get into the Spain league first. Then we're going to get sure. into the league elite um, right now in the Spain league. I know, you know, our boy, Jimmy Teed, he's moved over to um, CPLV, which is, uh, why do I always forget the, like the name of their team? Um, it, it starts with the, it, cplv i forgot like the why am i an idiot right now give me one second all right we're having we're having brain parts we're allowed to do that i don't know why i can't see the uh what the hell are they called some with the yeah (laughs) dude i am such an idiot right now um i'm I'm even on their page and i just isn't it like the Kaja rule something or no? Like? It's not. I'm an idiot. Valadolid. That's how stupid I am. He plays for Valadolid now. Um, but they have a great team. I know it's like pretty much basically a lot of the Spain national team and just Spain players in general. Um, but Teed's had a pretty unbelievable um uh season so far. Um but then you have Molina, and Molina is nasty as well, too. With you know, you got Kevin Mooney over there, Chucky Slick. Chucky Slick's been lighting this league up for like 10 years, I feel like. Unbelievable. I mean, I mean lighting this league up. Um and they have they have a great team. They have uh I think it's a, a couple uh Czech player and a Sweden player too, I want to say too. Yeah on their team. Um but they played uh Valadolid team in the championship of uh copa del rey um and they ended up winning in, in overtime um and you know those games are so intense and so sick to watch but the competition in that league is it's pretty it's pretty unreal but those two top teams um they're just uh, you know a peak above the rest you know what i mean yeah. like they just they they have some great teamwork chemistry uh whatever you want to call it i know that Maloney. i don't think there's any team closer in europe than that molina team like yeah, watching all their videos together every weekend's pretty unreal it's pretty sick to watch um and then 
you know, that Valadol team, they're just, they're, they come at you in waves. And then you have Teed in net and, you know, probably the best goaltender in that league right now. I was going to say one of the things, and it goes to kind of what you're saying with Teed, like both of those teams, I know this for a fact, put a lot of work in off the rink. Like all the Spanish teams in general, they are so in shape running miles before games and things like that. Like I know from playing against them, like these guys are running like two miles before they step on the rink and play like, you know, these long games in Europe too, right? They're what, 25 minute halves, I think, or 20 minute halves, something like that. So, you know, these longer games and these guys put the work in off the rink. You see Teed all the time doing videos, just working on his craft. He's gotten exponentially better over the past several years. Like him going over there was probably the best thing for his game in general. Um, being able to be on the rank a lot, get a, so get position, position, positionally sound. sound. And he's 100%. like, he's just, it, it's just like when you, if you, if you're a young goaltender and you want to watch how to play goalie and you watch Teed because yeah. just the Especially way he moves, you know, Teed, Redmond, him and Redmond probably have like the best, I would say, positionally sound posture in the game. Um, obviously you have, you have some other great goaltenders, but these two are just like they're just very positionally sound, um, and I and I love that about Teed's game. Um, but yeah, those two teams, they're threat. And I know I I think the European Cup. I'm not 100 percent sure if that's going on this year, but that's when all the top teams from each league go and they play each other. Um, so that would be very interesting. That's a good idea too, man. Yeah, it's that's so an sick. Awesome idea. Yeah. So let's move on to the the France League League U Elite. Um, you know they probably have the best like support of a pro league in the world for like yeah. roller hockey right now um we're and we're just talking about like league we're not talking about tournaments um but you know they just put a lot of work into it every game's televised live streamed every single week very accessible to watch on youtube um and but then just like you know the posting the stats and all those simple things that the players love they are on top of it 100 plays of the game our boy frankie jirak just like undressing players out there yeah. i don't even know what the hell that could yeah, out there, there. They're having a time off the rank too. Like, Dude, I don't what know, did Joey DiMartino and Jansko? Uh, yeah, yeah, you guys are on the Titanic together, <laughs> the boys. Titanic thing. I was. We're, you're gonna have thing. to come on the pod and explain that. I was. Uh, I, you know, hey, I like. I it. I don't get so, it. We we have Joey D on, and he's always so like humble and quiet. And yeah. then I got that video. I'm like, what the heck <laughs> is going on here? He's like holding them up, like. I thought that was hilarious. I like had to go back. I was like clicking through. I was like stopped, and I like went back. I'm like, what the hell is going on here? Dude. So. One thing I do want to say about that team in particular is, and you see it in Molina's team, is that team bonding. Dude, that team that that team's a wagon right now. Verzone, Verzone is a wagon. Granted, they have a they have a pretty phenomenal team. You know, with Zach Pedersen from Sweden, uh, right. the Czech goalie Mata, uh, David Jansko, Joey DiMartino, Frankie Girat. Like they're they and then that Andre Delfino dude. Like they have a deep deep team, and they have Jan Viroa from Czech deep team all those players at the top of the head so then you also have villanove which you know austin cost from america robbie ballinger from america um and then that's where um martin fiala is playing now too from czech uh and then you have uh carl gablet one of the, the best like- play- one of the best players in that league and you know probably i don't think he's playing for team france but you know the Probably one of the best players in France history. Uh, other than I think Julian Thomas is, you know, a lot of people say he's, you know, one as well too. But Kyle Gab just plays. He's like their leader too, man. He's yeah, like just such um, their like their heartbeat of that French. Then you look in that Brabic. I mean, the kid is just talk about positionally sound. 
That's another yeah, goal. Uh, very uh, fun goalie to watch. Um, and I love the Euro style, the Czech style uh, way he plays. Um, and so that team is a wagon too. And then you go to Rattel. I mean, they add Sigmund. You know, they already have their kind of their Czech core. Uh, they're they're just nasty. Uh, and that league, when those watching those teams play, it is it's truly special. So yeah. I think that France league right now is a very you know one of the top leagues, but they also just have so much skill on every team. Yeah, when you look at it, really like the top five teams are all pretty close to each other, basically ranging from like 20 points to 27 points in like the standings. Yeah. Which, I mean, really anybody could beat anybody. And with Rattel, like it's going to be interesting if Arizona like, and Rattel ever come against each other and like, you know, down the road in playoffs and stuff. Like you had Jonsko who was on Rattel last year and now on Arizona. So a little bit of a cool little – I don't want to say rivalry, right? But Dude, he loves taking thing. pictures with the with the like at the end of the game with the teams he with played with. I love it. Like, dude, he <laughs> loves it. He's like an international Hungarian star over there. Oh yeah, dude. He's like six eight, like just mohawking. Yeah. Um <laughs> yeah, and um, you know, even like uh Berger, he's over there, Nick Berger, he's playing for Epperny. Um, yep. and then they're you know, Khan, they're a great team too. I know they have a couple players from uh yeah. the team France on oh, on that team. So they just it's a very good league. I know they have the Copa de France going on right now too. So that's where in one into league, you elite, it starts like, I think it's like a 32 team, like kind of bracket that starts, but then yeah. it starts narrowing Jeez. down. Yeah. And now I think it's the final four. Uh, and I believe it's your yeah. zone, Rattel, Villanova, and one other team. I'm proud of Ruan, Ruan, yeah, and yeah, I think they're the uh, they're an N one. So, um, and there's yeah, a lot of players from America that plays over in the N one league as well too, which is oh, yeah. the goes league elite and then N one. A lot of those players go over there, um, and when they play in that league, they're helping that team to advance mm -hmm. into the league elite. And which the talent is, awesome. is still the relegation system. Yeah, talent's still great. I know uh, Little Mooney and uh, Kyle Sharkey, they're over there. Lane yeah. Hartwell's over there. Um, so yeah, they have. There's so many people playing over there in, in that France league, which is sick. Yeah, it's I mean, it's nice because like it's it's funny, I guess you would say, because you do have guys who play pro over here playing in the N1 over there. So it's kind of cool like that. They really are a huge help to getting those N1 teams up to the to the league elite. So it's it's uh it's kind of a cool system. I wish there was something a little like that here with like, you know, we have Paiha and stuff, but like there's really it's just like enter your team at what division you feel you fit in right yeah. and it's kind of like it's like not that it's not motivation obviously anytime you step on the rink you want to win a game and do the best you can but like it would be cool to have a little bit of a system where teams do have to move up and try it. and if you get spanked then you go back down whatever it is right so um but i feel like a lot of we talked about it before there's probably so many teams and stuff that could maybe hop up a division whether it's men's gold the men's plat men's plat the pro whatever it is there's probably teams that could do it they just don't <laughs> like at yeah. the end of the day, I mean, this kind of forces the issue. Yeah. So, so but yeah, the you know, those two leagues I always love paying attention to. So definitely uh you know, if you want to check it out, check, someone tell yeah. us, please. Yeah, tell us what happened to the Italian league. But you can all check it out on YouTube. If you just search League You Elite Roller Hockey, go onto their page, you can check it out every week. So which is really cool. Um, all righty, let's move on to the next one. Um here we go. Uh, we cool winter wars. Winter wars coming up in a couple uh couple weeks here. Um, some East Coast teams going out there to the winter wars, but winter wars 
has they do winter wars west and then winter wars east so um they they go on both coasts um and i i always know like there's a group of players i think it's like dino's team like will talk's team they always go out to winter wars west uh which is always cool um so they'll i know you have a couple teams from the east coast going out there but primarily morely of a heavy based uh west coast tournament um which is usually typically for this what this tournament is um so that's coming up in a couple of weeks. I believe it's like President's Day weekend. Yeah, it is. I just had it up actually. Didn't mean to exit it, but um, yeah, March or that's the East one. Sorry, botched that one. But February twenty third to the twenty fifth. Oh yeah, so so that that'll be a uh, you know Winter Wars West is always fun, great tournament, just like Winter Nationals. Uh, so you you always see, which is cool. Like I think this is special about California roller in general. The senior A, senior double A divisions are always gigantic, right? Which I know is I remember last year, right? Where was it? Two years ago, someone took the video of Greg trying to figure out the senior men's the senior A. Was it you took the video? Yeah. Yeah, it's like a 50 or the 64 team like bracket (laughs) at State Wars. And we're like, that's when I was working with State Wars. And it was like one in the morning. And I have the video of all the guys there, um, like just watching it. And they're hammered. And they're just like trying to figure out what, you know, what everyone makes playoffs. It just depends if you're one through 31 in uh, senior B or one through 31 in senior A. Um, And I'm pretty sure the first seed in senior B or senior a lost to the last seed i'm pretty sure um but yeah it was just the craziest thing but like to your point what you're probably gonna say yeah the divisions are the heartbeat like of yeah they are they really are like you have you look at it there's like i'm not going to count it but there's like 20 plus teams in senior a b so first you got to give credit to like the guys like greg Darren, you know, Tim, all these guys that are figuring out these standings and trying to like kind of manipulate it because the the thing is like a lot of the times like your tiebreakers and stuff for the tournament don't always match what's on like hockey shift, which is the website. So you do kind of have to use the board, right? I've learned yeah. that just like helping out. You have to use that board because there it might go past a couple of the tiebreakers that you have. So it's always uh it's always funny like watching that and um and even the double A division, there's you know, like 12, 15 teams in it too. So pretty big tournament, the pro divisions, four teams. So you got your, you know, usual suspects, Connix, Outcasts, who've been playing pro regardless, right, of who they have. They always yeah. try to get a pro team together. You've got the Golden Knights, you got Skittles, and you got the OC Blades. Well, that's interesting now, though. So, through. like, with that Connix Outcast team, you know, I know Mooney would play with that team a lot too, Um, and now he's playing yeah. with Palma. So, yeah. you know, that it's a huge it loss. Uh, it's yeah. a huge loss. But – Hopefully, like, you know, Marvin, um, I'm not, you know, depending on what team he's he playing did with. OC Blades, yeah, he was doing it, OC Blades. I'm sure he would be on that team, but is is OC Blades in the Winter yeah, Wars? They're, yeah, they're in there. So I, I think basically what it came down to. I love know, the OC Blades name is back, dude. I used to dude, love the I love that name. Their unis are kind of sick, too. They're yeah. just like kind of blacked out. I just love OC Blades now. I think it's one of the sickest names in roller hockey. Like, it's yeah, just so pure roller, like OC Blades. It's a throwback and it's like just it is perfect. Like yeah. it is the most roller hockey thing. But um, but like the Connex Outcast guys, they had uh the Tui brothers all played. Um, they had a couple of the local Cali guys like Travis Meyer, 
um, a couple other of those guys too, Bryce Nielsen. So they have their like core group. Um, always Greg Hughes is always an outcast guy as well. So he's a huge supporter of us. We nasty. Yeah. He's got some filthy hands. He actually ripped a muffin at my chest at uh Narch, but we won't talk about that. But, um, but um, yeah, it's going to be interesting because it is a smaller division. So every game is going to pretty much be a playoff game. Right. So at the end of the day, you're, you're really playing for that seeding and then, the women's division is going to be split. So you're going to have an, a double A and a single A. So look, they'll probably split it, I guess, like three and three, or maybe just have like a consolation for the bottom two. I'm not sure how they're going to work that out. But overall, I mean, the youth division is big as always. So that's that's kind of what we need is that youth hockey to continue to grow and continue to be big so that these other divisions can continue to be strong as well. Just like we talked about the senior men, it doesn't matter what level you're playing as long as you're playing. I think ultimately that's all we care about. Right. And I think you can attest to that as well. Yeah, absolutely. All right. I think we've, uh, we've rambled on a lot about some roller. Um, We're going to be back next week. We got a couple of pods. We're going to be coming. And like I said earlier, we're going to be doing you know, we're going to try to do it weekly. If not, it will be bi-weekly um, every single week. Um, but, yeah, we're, we're committed. We're going to bring you guys the, you know, the roller the roller content you guys deserve. Um, so we'll be back. We got a couple bangers coming. Um, Anth, anything else? No, nah, Ted, I'm just hoping that what we have planned for next week, I'm hoping we can – I'm not going to spoil it, but I hope we can get the guy on because I think there's a bit of a, a story and everything that I think would just be awesome. Yeah, some people made some of the news in uh... – <laughs> A different yeah. country that we want to you know if they can talk on it it'd be funny we but need clarity we need some serious clarity on it so yeah. uh i think i if we can get you know get it together that'll be great yeah and if you've made it this far in the pod still true supporter true supporter kudos true supporter. To you. there we go kudos to you all right we'll be back with the pod all have right, a good boys. one boys see you